one of the approaches that I find really helpful, especially when working with social impact organizations, is to ask them three key questions. So in telling that story, firstly, what is the need that you're seeking to address? So establish what it is, whether it's your business, your nonprofit, whether it's you as an individual, what, what's the need? So that kind of sets the frame of of the why you know you said you, you ask people when they when they set up businesses why are you doing this and that's such a really important component for a story like why are you telling this story why are you doing this work welcome to helping organizations thrive uh, today i have the pleasure of liz bloomfield on the show uh good afternoon or good morning to you liz good morning julian Good to see you. And um, I want to tell you a little bit about you. You are the Executive Director at Ripple Effects Images, uh, which does an amazing thing. It's National Geographic photojournalist shining a light on the power of women globally. What a great cause and purpose. I love that. Uh, you're also a coach. You're a speaker. And today we're going to be exploring the impact of storytelling as a leader, why it's important and how we do it. Uh, but before we get into that, Liz, I want to ask you, what do you love about what you do? I have the real honor to every day cross paths with truly incredible people that are just getting it done, that are not seeking praise or, you know, they, they're not doing it because they want the recognition. They're taking incredible steps to transform the lives of their communities and make the world better. And so the thing I love about my job is just being able to engage with these very inspiring people, help them tell their story, help them have even greater reach and multiply their impact. Um, that's what I love about my job. And I have no difficulty getting up each morning. It's There's, there's so much to be excited about when we pay attention to these incredible people all across the world. It sounds like there's a, there's a big why behind all that and how you got into it. Is there is there a big why behind it? There is a why, and for sure. And for me, it's a I'm really inspired by how we can use storytelling to create a more just world where everyone thrives. And so I think we share that commitment to thrive, that idea of thrive, and not just surviving, but as individuals and groups, communities, nations, humanity, really exploring ways in which more of us are able to thrive rather than just having to get through each day. And, and so I think that's where my why comes from, because there's so much opportunity in tapping into those stories um, to help share the stories of what's working in the world rather than becoming so bogged down with the problems and the challenges, mm. all the things that we get in our news feeds day in, day out of of how much is wrong with the world, of which there are many challenges. But if you can flip that, if you can really pay attention to what mm. is working, then there's real opportunity then to channel more of our energy towards proven solutions and then replicate those solutions, expand those solutions. And so my why is really rooted in, in how, do we, how do we multiply the impact of what's already working. So we're going to be talking about storytelling, which obviously very much is what you're doing already in your role there now. And it'd be important to just right at the start, really, just almost explain what storytelling means. And that sounds 
really obvious thing to say, but what it means in the context of leadership and, and why it's important uh, skill for leaders to develop in. Yeah, you're right, Julian. I mean, storytelling means so many things to so many people. In the context of leadership, I think of it in terms of the opportunities that storytelling offers. And for me, there are there are three key elements to that. Firstly, storytelling offers an opportunity to breathe life into strategies, goals, the things that we're seeking to achieve in our organizations, whether it's a nonprofit or a social impact organization, or indeed if it's a profit-driven organization, the principle is the same, is that we can spend a lot of time investing in developing these very impressive strategies, goals, objectives. But until we actually build the story around that, the why, um, we it lacks substance. It's harder for people to relate to. And so organizations that are skilled in storytelling are able to use those techniques to bring the human dimension to what they do. And it's interesting that you said why, because I think that's where storytelling offers a real opportunity in the why. Quite often when we talk about communications rather than storytelling, people get very wrapped up in the, who's our audience? You know, who are we trying to talk to? And then how are we going to do it? What, what, kind of uh, tactics are we going to use to to engage mm. that and but so often they don't really explore the why why do we want to communicate and I think that's where the storytelling really encourages you to connect what you're doing with your purpose so that's the first thing it's about you know really breathing life into what can otherwise be um quite static pieces of organizational literature. <laughs> the second one I think relates more to leadership itself. And, you know, I've, I really strongly believe in the role of energy in leadership. Uh, you know, from my perspective, leadership is about creating energy and great leaders bring you know, really good energy and some leaders drain energy for all kinds of reasons. And I think that's where storytelling enables leaders to be really intentional about the energy that they're seeking to bring to a situation. And then I think the third thing for for storytelling as it relates to um, leadership and organizational considerations is who's telling the story. And I think that's where sometimes there can be a focus on the people who are in the leadership, the formal leadership positions, the CEO, the CFO, the vice presidents, whoever it might be, whether it's communicating outwardly to their customers or the public, or whether it's communicating inward to their staff. But actually, there's a real opportunity for organizations that are willing to think differently about storytelling to pass the mic, you know, genuinely give the opportunity for other stakeholders in an organization mm. to tell a story. And I think there's something so empowering about storytelling that if you can create a space where people at all levels in an organization are able to tell their story, whether that's you know the story of what motivates them, whether that's a story about the impact that they're having day to day, whether it's a story of how a group is functioning or, or not functioning. I think there's that's a third element where there's real opportunity to explore the who is telling the story. And, you know, I have so many examples from Ripple. Um, 
you mentioned in the intro, Ripple is a nonprofit that uses visual storytelling. So primarily film, photography, animation, all different visual techniques to shine a light on what's working. And in the course of us going out and engaging with these incredible women across the globe, yes, there's huge value in us helping them to tell their story to the outside world, but there's also huge value in amplifying and elevating their voice. And that's a really comp- important component of the work that we do. You know, we, we go out to a community and a woman who initially when we arrive is kind of surprised that we're even interested in what she has been doing because she just does it. Um, but over the course of enabling her to tell her story, you see that transformation and um, in someone realizing that actually they they do have an interesting story to tell. They are empowered. And I think that's where that opportunity exists in or in other organizations also. You mentioned about the <clears throat> the why piece, and this is a question I often ask many people. You know, why they do it. I meet people at networking events, and I go, well, "Why did you set up your business?" Because I'm really fascinated by the 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 purpose behind it, the reason behind it. Um, I think it gives meaning. I think you know, storytelling doesn't it? As they say, it's not commun- it is communication, but it's it's more than just communication. It it, it evokes that emotions. It mm-hmm. makes it meaningful, and I think it puts that behind everything and i think that's why and it's not just somebody who's good at telling jokes or good at you know telling a real nice long story in a in a, in a pub type of thing there's, there's more to it and we'll come to that how we do this and i'd like to sort of you sort of i don't know help us explain other different types of stories or narratives that we should use within sort of leadership is there a way of i don't know putting some sort of structure around it. Not that I don't hate putting too much structure around life, but um, is there a way, a format or a way or a type or a, uh, and a way how you tell a story or is it just a more of a personal thing? Is there things, the components we need to include in that storytelling? There's so many different schools of thought on this. Um, one of the approaches that I find really helpful, especially when working with social impact organisations, is to ask them three key questions. So in telling that story, firstly, what is the need that you're seeking to address? So establish what it is, whether it's your business, your nonprofit, whether it's you as an individual, what's the need? So that kind of sets the frame of of the why, you know, you said you, you ask people when they when they set up businesses, why are you doing this? And that's such a really important component for a story. Like, why are you telling this story? Why are you doing this work? The second part of the story is, you know, why are you or your organization uniquely positioned to be able to address that need? Um, and that that adds some kind of color to the situation in that we're not just doing it because we want to we're not just doing it because you know it can make us money but what is it about what you're doing that makes you you or your organization unique and then the third piece of it is you know how is it sustainable how is this something that's going to continue to add value um over a long period of time now that those three things could be applied on a very micro level to an initiative. It could be the macro level of, of you know, something much more strategic. But when we're working with our with our nonprofit partners, that's often where we start um, so that we can 
start to peel back some of the layers of of where the story is and that can take you into you know into in it can help you get clear on what are some of the more tactical elements of how to tell the story or who should tell the story mm. um what other information do we need in order to be able to tell a compelling story but at its heart you know we're wanting in a in a leadership con- context we're wanting to tell some cut ca- story of impact what has changed as a result of the the story that you're telling and so that's that's usually where we start with um with our partners when we're working on their storytelling you know early on we do spend a lot of time um exploring who the audience is because i think sometimes again it's the same with corporate communications we can very we can get very caught up in saying what we want to say but without necessarily understanding if there's a a clear call to action there or what do we want people to do as a result of hearing the story um how do we want them to feel do we want them to feel sad do we want them to feel angry do we want them to feel happy or proud and I think if you can start kind kind of getting more into the detail of what you, what the purpose of your story is then it starts to then take shape um and the different ways in which you could tell that story um become become clearer and do you think the storytelling approach can be used at almost every opportunity when you're communicating whether that's small groups big groups big strategy stuff or not so big strategy stuff or is it is it just more set aside when you're doing something big? Is it, what's your view on that? I, I think it, it genuinely can be used at any level, at any time, in any context. Um, obviously, you're going to adapt that in terms of the style. But I think if you're communicating anything and there isn't some kind of story in there, then it's not going to be as impactful. Um, and sometimes it's sometimes it's a real opportunity to wrap together some complex ideas that maybe wouldn't necessarily be impactful if you just said them. And I'll give you an example. Like, let me transport you to rural Chad. Um, we made a film last year about this extraordinary woman called Hindu Umaru Ibrahim, who is a nomadic woman from Chad, who grew up um, in, um, yeah, in an, in an indigenous community and against the odds got an education, which was not without its challenges. And she has gone on to become a huge ambassador in bringing together indigenous knowledge with modern technology to map water sources in the region, um, and in that region of Chad where water scarcity is a huge source of conflict. Now, there's so many elements to Hindu story. She's a truly um, inspiring individual. But the telling of her story, her ability to tell stories about why this matters, that you know, indigenous um, knowledge and um, modern technology can coexist, they can complement one another, has she has gone on to she's she's truly extraordinary. And I think her ability to tell stories and you know the partnership that we've had with her in order to help her with the visual elements of that storytelling. Mm has been really key in shifting mindsets in shifting narratives about what a pivotal role that that bringing together of indigenous knowledge and modern techniques plays in tackling some of the biggest challenges in the globe and so you know i think it's again it's about it, it's it's 
It's the small stories. It's the big stories. But it's also about the stories that we tell ourselves as well as the stories we tell each other. Um, And I think that's something that certainly in the coaching work that I do is how can we really pay attention to the stories we're telling ourselves about mm. who we are, what's possible, you know, some of the, I think that can be a real challenge in getting out of our own way is really understanding the role, the, the stories that we're telling ourselves day in, day out. Because when you, when you tell a story and uh, short, big, long, doesn't matter what it is, it, because it creates meaning because you, you're attaching emotion, you're attaching usually people to it. There's a life experience coming on with it. Um, <clears throat> it's usually something you're, you're, it's personal to you, so it resonates better with you, doesn't it? People will also remember it more. So, you know, you can do lots of presentations in the corporate world. If you tell a story, it's the story they'll probably remember. As long as you link it back to what you're trying to do, put a, a meaning behind it, it's far more impactful. And, and I've, I've, over the last year or so got far more into when I do like speaking events, I use just loads of pictures. I don't use loads of words. So a, they have to listen to me because there's nothing really up there. It's a nice picture. It's an inspiring picture that will give me a story or, or a link to what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I'll do more story based sort of um, narrating as opposed to just, facts or this and that and almost that presentation style you know the bullet points coming up and people just literally looking at it and reading it uh which everybody can read you know you don't need to read for people most people can read um but when you're sort of trying to start this what are the pitfalls what what are the things that gets in the way of leaders who try to think right i'm gonna do some storytelling what are the things that may stop them what might be the obstacles what they need to think about dealing with uh, before they set out on trying to create this uh, way of, of leading within an organization. Just a short interruption to the episode to let you know that this podcast is brought to you in association with Lodge Court, who are experts in HR support. Are you worrying about employee performance, absences, and leave? Are you struggling with attracting and retaining the best talent for your business? I personally know the people at Lodge Court, and they can support you with every people issue you may face. So focus on what you do best and let Lodge Court deliver your HR support as an extension of your business with a tailored, flexible monthly retain package that is right for you and your people. Now back to the episode. I think one of the the biggest challenges that leaders face is wanting to control the narrative so strongly that they lose the value in telling authentic and compelling stories. So the most compelling stories are a little bit messy because humans are messy. <laughs> you know, we're we're not, you know, a, a perfectly written book. We we have all of these different elements to us. And and I think sometimes when organizations have the intention to to tell more stories or indeed to pass the mic and then empower more people within their organization to tell stories, they do that whilst at the same time subconsciously really wanting to control that narrative. And, you know, I've I've worked with partners where they they want to tell the story of the impact of their organization. And so they say, okay, um, well, we better have the program managers need, will need to say some things and the CEO will need to say some things, obviously. It's like, well, how about we just get the beneficiaries to tell the story of how their life has been transformed as a result of the, the the programs that you've delivered? And, you know, the same would be true with a client. 
um, in a in a profit organization, everyone would have a different person or group of people that that would be. And then they suddenly get nervous. It's like, yeah, but what if they don't say what we need them to say? And, you know, my answer is, yeah, but what if they do? And what if they say something a hundred times more compelling than you ever would have said? Um, but it requires the relinquishing of some control. It requires um, organizations to accept that they might not be able to control el- every element of that script. And big organizations don't like doing it because they can be very that they can be very risk averse. They have a very sit clear set of talking points and you know they're not to be deviated from but i think what when you are able to relinquish some of that control when you are able to to pass the mic real magic happens um people say things that 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 other potential customers or you know maybe a potential donor for a non-profit really strikes a chord with them They're like yes i that i can relate to that there's a human connection there that far outweighs any beautiful graphic showing the impact of an organization and so i think that you know i think that is one of the biggest pitfalls it's it's about accepting that there's going to be an element of risk um but that also you know understanding you you can mitigate that to some extent but also knowing that that's an important part of what makes a story compelling when it's human so i think that's one of the things um i think a second thing is that in order to be able to create the environment where people feel safe enough to tell some of those stories, you have to build trust. You have to create a space where people uh, are listened to, where their value and their input is is recognised. And so I think that's, again, you know, it's, it's creating kind of an organisation where storytelling happens routinely won't happen overnight. If you're currently in a place where, you know, a lot of the communications is done in a very top-down way, it's very structured, it's very controlled. And so it has to be part of an overall cultural shift within an organization that that may take time and will have to be reflected in how the senior leaders are are projecting the behaviors that they're um that they're showing up with day to day. And so, you know, I think those are two of the the key things, Julian, that that leaders, you know, you're not going to wake up one morning and suddenly your organization is um telling, you know, in, has incorporated storytelling in everything that it does. But I think it's a habit that can develop over time. And how, how do we start? If you're a leader now, whether you're a small or a big organization and you feel that it's a bit dry how we communicate. It's a bit sort of, you know, binary and not very inspiring. And I want to go on this journey of, of storytelling. I want to, you know, not just be the only one, but how, how do you take an organization on that sort of path, really? Because uh, obviously, there's, we've talked about some of the pitfalls, but what, what are the sort of, you know, top three things we need to focus on to really get us to that place that we can really sort of benefit from it rather than becoming something that becomes quite negative uh, when you start something new? I would always start from energy and the energy that you're channeling as a leader. And that will enable you to get clearer on what, what are you, what, what's the purpose here? What are you trying to do? Um, what do you want to be different? What do you want people to do as a result of the energy that you're bringing and the mm. stories that you're telling? Um, how is that different to what currently happens? Um, and so always, I, you know, I, I always think energy is a great place to start because it's that dynamic element of leadership that 
that actually you can you can see in an organization and then you know think about well what is it that what is it that i want to be different you know what what do i want the people who are hearing this story to to feel to do to be inspired to act upon um and and so i think you know that's a a good place to start really being clear on what the purpose is and then you know spend some time understanding who might be some of those storytellers because quite often it isn't the people who are in the leadership positions it's people who just have a particular knack of conveying things in a really powerful way it might be people in that might not be in a a formal communications role it might be someone that has a programmatic function that's just really good at at talking about what they're doing and how they're doing it and the transformation that it's bringing. And also, you know, the end user, the, the beneficiary, the people who are, who are, who, whose life is being transformed or whose problem is being solved or, you know, that where, where some kind of transformation has happened and, you know, going to those people and spending time with that, not in kind of data, but the human elements of what you know, what has what has changed, and I think that the challenge there is that it takes time. I think mm. one of the things that we're very conscious of at Ripple when we go and we engage with an organisation or a community or an individual, you can't build that relationship overnight you can't go into a community with a list of shots that you want to get and do it in 24 hours you have to spend time sometimes just not doing very much at all just sitting and talking and being with people um and it's at that point that an incredible story comes out something that had never even been raised before because no one had thought it was particularly um remarkable and in that moment, you then have an opportunity, and but you you have to have spent time investing in those relationships, in not always being in a rush. Um, and again, organisations in in the modern world that we live in are sometimes very focused on got to get to the next thing, got to get to the next thing, got to get to the next thing. And so, I think that time element of it is an important important component of drawing out the stories which might not always be particularly remarkable on the face of it you know it's Mm. easy to tell a story of you know a successful initiative that's you know it's done this this and this but sometimes it's the quiet stories it's the ones that on the face of it don't seem quite aren't so splashy aren't headlines but actually that's where you can um really see a long-term um transformation you know i think about stove team international which is a non-profit that ripple has done a coverage for and they um they recognized a need in the huge amount of illness and death that was being caused by unsafe cooking in the home in guatemala and they their organization has um a fabulous cook stove, clean cooking. It's small, it's easy to use, it's easy to distribute. And it's a small thing. It's a, it's a single cook stove that goes into a, a single family house. Um, but by being able to tell a story of what a difference this one thing, this small thing can make in the lives of a community, 
they were able to build momentum for initiative where they went on to distribute over 8,000 clean cook stoves within a really short space of time in Guatemala, which had a transformational effect within that community because it wasn't just about clean cooking. It was about the impact that that had on the health of the adults and particularly the children within those families, the livelihood opportunities that that also presented. You know, the ripple effect went out, but it started from something that was actually quite small um, mm. was able to expand out into something that actually has had a truly transformational impact on on that community and so i think that is 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 also a key thing to consider with storytelling is it's not just about telling a really impressive story at you know a shareholders meeting or you know on an annual um retreat it's it's about what are the stories that you're kind of telling each other day to day um mm. and that i think is is as if not more powerful yeah it, it is powerful and i think it's <clears throat> because when you engage in storytelling you are engaging in people aren't you and mm -hmm. people are interested in people they're not really interested in your thing or your you do or your widgets it, it's the people bits and it's the what it does to somebody and the impact it has and i think that's why it's so powerful and you know i just you know, so i've interviewed many sort of leaders and ceos on this who are sharing a story though they're sharing a personal stuff and you know they're coming here live uh there's no sort of pre-record there's no you know they're not entirely sure what i'm going to ask not that i'm going to be horrible or anything but you know but it that people listen to podcasts because of the stories and the the insights and the benefits that come from that um interesting you talked about you know you you talked about that um project that you went with a little bit of a I suppose more freedom than what you're going to get. And I'm entirely sure what you're going to get. And I, I talk a lot with my clients about rather than getting caught up on outcomes or objectives, set intentions and, and then intentions are more of a directional focus rather than being so specific on something. Cause as you say, when you get to a place, things unfold unravel and you don't realize what you expected until you get there. And then suddenly, but your intention is to create a story or whatever it is or what it is. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit looser than specific then you'll you'll see it more because you're a little bit more eyes a bit more open a bit wider rather than just being so focused and i think that can be really helpful as well in terms of how we go about things rather than getting so caught up with really being specific on things um in terms of looking at um i don't know is there differences in terms of cultural or generational differences we need to consider when we're doing storytelling either the audience or the person telling the story is it, have you experienced that in terms of how we adapt that or is it just be ourselves and make sure we've got a clear why behind it i think what you said there is is the key it's it's there isn't a formula for for particular cultures or generations i just think there's a really consistent thread of it it needs it needs to be authentic for it to be compelling enough authentic can be a really overused word these days but i think it requires a commitment to, you know, not always having to be perfect, that actually a, a, a compelling story is one that feels real, that hasn't been scripted. Um, and so, you know, we have to be sometimes willing to let go of some of the focus on making something perfect in order to make something that truly captures a person's personality in the mo in the moment. And, and 
it requires people to be vulnerable. And I think that's, again, something that leaders in particular can be really unwilling to do for for completely understandable reasons. Um, but leaders who, you know, I, I'm part of a, an in- incredible expedition called Women, Women Emerging. It's a group of women that's come together to explore approaches to leading that resonate more strongly with women. And I think one of the things that has come up consistently for us is around vulnerability, um, that actually, while some of the conventional um, beliefs about leadership are about projecting strength, um, being, you know, very physically and verbally kind of dominant, um, actually, there's so much value in leaders being vulnerable, admitting that they don't have all of the answers, being open to feedback from others. Now, that's not to say that at some points there is a need for very clear, definite, action-based leadership. Of course there is. Um, But there's also times when that vulnerability enables um, a a story that captures people's attention um, and, you know, regardless of you know where or who they are i think one of the things i i find really interesting when ripple is telling is is engaging with communities and organizations and telling stories is quite often people who are formally trained journalists or um writers are, are looking for the story you know the big story something unusual something unexpected and yet so often when we're in the communities the stories that they want to tell are the stories of the everyday it's the stories of what their lives are like day to day and they're just as powerful um and i think that's again as as leaders within organizations it's not just about telling some big headline breaking story it's about telling the story of of the things that we're doing day out day in day out that are, are making a difference and do you, th- you mentioned vulnerability uh, do you think vulnerability is and you can't force vulnerability but do you think it's really key as part of storytelling because for me if you're telling something personal usually storytelling from the person can be a very personal story for themselves they might tell other people's story, but even then there's the vulnerability with it as well. Do you think that's quite vital in how we share? Because when, when we're vulnerable, it's interesting, isn't it? This whole years of power leadership and being strong and all that sort of garbage, um, just to turn off. When somebody is vulnerable, and it doesn't mean it's not about being weak, it's not about being not a very good leader. When the, there's vulnerability, that there's a human connection happens, isn't there? There's something happens in that moment. And I think that to me is quite powerful. And I think whether that link to storytelling could be even more powerful. Completely. Yeah, absolutely, Julian. And you know, I really relate to that. I've worked across a lot of different sectors. I started my career in the military. I deployed to Iraq in 2003, worked with all different communities um, while I was in Iraq. I've since worked in the corporate sector and in the humanitarian sector. And without exception, the leaders that, and I've worked with some truly brilliant leaders in, in all of those different sectors, but the leaders that made the biggest impact on me were the ones that were willing to be vulnerable, and it didn't didn't make me them weak in my eyes. It, I even stronger. I just mm-hmm. really was drawn to their willingness to 
to acknowledge that they didn't have all the answers and invite people into their world. Um, and I think that's a really truly special quality in a leader mm. that that I think inspires the confidence of others. Again, you know, it always comes with a with a but in that you can't different situations require different kinds of leadership. And sometimes a, a situation requires a very kind of focused type of leadership mm. that that meets the needs of that situation. But there's many much of the time a, an ability to be able to uh, be vulnerable, to be able to to bring people into your world and invite them to be vulnerable too. And it requires a level of listening that I think, you know, we haven't even touched on listening today because we've been talking about stories, storytelling, mm. but actually it's as much about st great storytelling is as much about listening as it is mm. telling because it's listening to um, the, the audience that you're going to be telling the story to. It's listening to, you know, everything that's going on around you. And so listening is, is a, is, a really key element of storytelling as as much as the uh the telling piece of it yeah that's really important actually yes that is as vital because uh, you get the sort of the feedback loop and how you adapt and change and modify um and just on uh, just on the vulnerability piece it's interesting because if you're a leader and you're taking an organization and t probably to uncharted waters if you're in growth and that's what most businesses generally are going for i guess well, they say they are, but whether they do it or not, th that requires courage. When you're in a, a sort of courage moment, there's a vulnerability because you're not entirely sure because you're not you're in a new place, and that's okay. And that and I think to be honest, that's that's the sweet spot of of that sort of being outside your comfort zone. The vulnerability hits there, um, but you're taking the organisation forward, and that that's inspiring as well. And people are not expecting you to have all the answers or because you're we're all breaking new ground here. And that's okay. Or we bring experts in to take us further. Uh, yeah. that's that's really quite valuable actually. And I think it, you know, comes back to this whole human connection. People want a human connection and a personalized uh, connection with that individual. And that's what inspires people. That's what takes people beyond what they do on a day-to-day -day basis and really sort of gets them to sort of redo the work they they're intended to do linked to that purpose and the why behind everything. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you today, Liz, and I appreciate all your insights. Uh, if people want to sort of connect with you and get in touch with you, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah, so they can check out the website for Ripple Effect Images, which is rippleeffectimages.org. Um, you can go there and be inspired by some incredible stories of solutions. There's a real focus on what's working and how we can focus attention on what's working so that it can be replicated and expanded. So they're very welcome to um, check out our website and uh, and see the work that we're doing there. Thank you. I well, appreciate your time today, Liz. Much appreciated. Thank you, June. Have a great day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you like this episode, then please rate, review and share it with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, I coach high-performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions, and it will help you go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation. You can contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com.